Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for October 1st, 2019. October 1st, 2019. Wow. I mean, we're in October already. This year has been an amazing year. I told you in January that, that this year I will be teaching on experiencing heaven on earth. Well, one of the ways for us to do that is by opening up our heart to God's love. I'm teaching a series entitled Grace and Truth. This is part 17 of the Grace and Truth series. Uh, in this series, I've been teaching on how faith works by love. Faith will only work when you know that God loves you. So this is part four of faith works by love. Let's get into it. So for grace and truth, we've been looking at John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17. And then for faith that works by love, we've been looking at the book of Galatians. So I'm going to read for you John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17, and then Galatians 5 and 6. This is what the Bible says. In John 1 and 14, the apostle John said, the word Jesus became flesh and he dwelt among us and we were able to behold his glory. It was the glory of the only begotten of the father who came full of grace and truth. In verse 17, he says, the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And so we've been looking at the differences between living law-minded or law-based and living on a bunch of rules or embracing the grace and the truth that came through Jesus Christ, New Covenant, New Testament. This is the way we're supposed to live. In Galatians chapter 3, we studied that. Galatians chapter 4, we studied that. Galatians chapter 5, we, we studied that. And the Apostle Paul was telling us, don't live by a bunch of rules. Don't live by external rules. Now you're living by grace. You're living by, by this covenant relationship that you have with the Father through his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus died on the cross so that we could be restored to the connection, not Jesus didn't restore us to Abraham. He took us all the way back to Adam in the garden. And so we can walk with God just like Adam walked with God in the cool of the day. Adam had a relationship with God. Adam never went to school. He got revelation that exceeded education. And now we have access to that type of revelation. We can get downloads from heaven. We thank God for education, but we can get wisdom, insight, revelation, knowledge, and understanding that far exceeds anything that we would ever learn in school. And so now we're walking with God. God is walking with us and we're enjoying this amazing life. In Galatians 5 and 6, uh, uh, Paul was upset because there were some people who were born again and, and there were Jewish converts who were born again, but they used to be Jews talking to people who are now born again, who were never Jews in the first place and saying, Hey guys, you guys are not circumcised. That's kind of messed up. You need to get circumcised like me, get circumcised. I'm a grown man. I mean, you did this when you was eight days old and as a baby, you don't even remember that pain. It's like, no, 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 you need, you need to do this. And Paul got upset. It was like, listen, if you let somebody convince you to go get circumcised, then you're, you're living by the law. You're trying to do this by works and you're not doing this by faith. And you're only justified by faith, by God's grace, not by your works. And, and listen, so he says this in Galatians 5 and 6, he says, right now in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. The only thing that matters is faith. And then your faith works by love. And so we've been learning that we're the just and we live by faith and we're called and commanded to walk and live by faith in this world. And if we're going to live by faith effectively, we got to know that God loves us because your faith only works when you know that God loves you, that God loves you with an unconditional love, that God loves you with an everlasting love, that God loves you, that there was nothing you did to cause God to start loving you and nothing you do will cause him to stop. God loves you. God loves you with an, with an amazing love. He loves you by grace. And when you embrace the love of God, then you can live by faith. That's what I'm teaching on. So what does this mean to you today? I have five things to share with you on this morning. Let's get into these five things. Open up your heart to God's love. You ready? Here we go. Number one, faith works 
by love. That's what Paul said. Faith only works when you are convinced that God loves you and that he wants to use you for his glory. He wants to use you by his grace and it's not based on your performance. And this is, this is critical because invariably, if you live law-based or performance-based, you can't really open up your heart to God's best because invariably your performance will not be good enough. There, there's going to come a time when your performance is not good enough to measure up to the magnitude of the assignment wherewith you have been called. So God calls us to do things that exceed our education and experience. God calls us to do things that are even beyond our wildest dreams. Ephesians 3 and 20 said that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask or think or even imagine according to the power that he deposited in you. That's the Holy Spirit. So God is going to do it based on his performance, not based on yours. But if you're measuring the, if you're measuring your qualification for, of the assignment based on your performance, there's going to come a day where you feel like I don't measure up. And guess what? We can't measure up, but Jesus measured up for us. So, so our job is to say, you know what? God loves me and God wants to do this because he loves me and God wants to do this by his grace. And so now I'm able to release my faith because God is providing the grace and he doesn't want to use me or bless me because I'm good. He wants to use me and bless me because he's good. I have to believe what God says to me that he wants to do in, with, and through me because he loves me, because he's good, not because I'm good. It has nothing to do with my performance. It has everything to do with his performance and his un amazing, unearned, unmerited grace. You get it? Number two, when God reveals his plans to you, <laughs> this is an interesting point here. When God shows you what he wants you to do and he reveals it to you through the Holy Spirit or in a dream while you're sleeping or in a vision while you're awake or through someone else and God sends somebody to talk to you and give you a prophetic word, however it comes, when God reveals his plans to you, right, his plans will most certainly exceed your plans. But regardless of how big they are, here's a problem. Most humans will still have a problem with it because they will still be wed to the plans they already had. So they'll be like, hey, God, this is cool and everything, but I already have plans. So now God reveals his plans and the human is saying, yeah, but I already have plans. So now what do you do? This puts the human in a situation where we have to choose. We can choose God's plans by faith without a clue as to how they're going to come to pass, because God is going to tell you this amazing thing, but he's not going to tell you the 17 steps in between here and there and all the stuff you're going to have to go through and how hard it's going to be and how difficult it's going to be, because if he showed you all of, all of that, you would run the other way. So, so either you can choose God's plans and you have no idea how they're going to come to pass because he won't give you all the details, or you could say, no, I'm going to stick with my own plans. Because I already, I've been working on this for years. I got, a, I had a one-year plan, a three-year plan, a five-year plan, a long-term plan. I got this thing all planned out, God. And so now I have plans, and then you gave me your plans. I actually have details with my plans. You didn't give me any details with your plans. And so, hmm, I don't know if I want to do that. So for you, this is where the love of God comes in. For you to willingly give up your plans and to choose God's plans, even when you don't have all the details, even when he didn't tell you how it's going to happen, 
You have to know that God loves you. You will never willingly choose God's plans over your own plans unless you are convinced that God loves you, that he's never going to hurt you, and that he has your best interest in heart. So you have to believe that he loves you and that his plans are better than your plans for you to put his will above your own will. So faith requires trust. For you to give up your will and say, okay, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done, you have to trust God, and you will never trust God with your whole heart until you're convinced that God loves you. Number three, Jesus was so convinced that the Father loved him that he said, okay, not my will in the Garden of Gethsemane, but thy will be done. And with those words, Jesus was saying, I willingly accept the cross and the pain associated with the cross. So my question is, do you trust God enough to put his will above your own will? Are you convinced that God loves you to the point where you willingly accept his will over your will by faith, even when you don't have all the answers and even if it's going to cause you pain? Because a lot of times God will tell you to do something and as you're doing it, my God, it's like all hell breaks loose and now you're facing tremendous opposition and you're not facing opposition because you're outside of the will of God. You're facing opposition because you're right smack dab in the center of God's will. And so you have to know at that point, I'm going to, I'm keep, I'm going to keep pressing. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to cave in. I'm not going to quit. I'm, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm the winner and not the loser. God is with me. He would never turn his back on me. And I'm going to keep going because I know that God loves me and that I don't know how this thing is going to turn out. And man, if I would have known this, I probably wouldn't have picked this in the first place, but I'm in it now. And so I'm in it to win it. And I'm not going to turn around and I'm, I'm going to keep pressing because I know that God loves me. And there's something waiting for me. Glory to God. There's a blessing waiting for me on the other side of the storm. And so there's the greater the opposition, the greater the assignment, the greater the blessing that's attached to it. So I'm going to keep pressing. And I know that there's something greater on the other side because God loves me enough to, I mean, God would never put me through this and not have something waiting for me on the other side. So I trust God. I know that he loves me. I'm going to keep going. Number four, living by faith is about surrender and submission. Living by faith is about surrendering your heart to God. If your heart is really surrendered to God and you're like, I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do, however you tell me to do it, I'm willing to, to believe whatever you want to do in, with, or through my life, then you're going to release the faith to access God's grace. Even though, come what may, come hell or high water, you're going to believe God. It doesn't matter what opposition looks like. You're not going to stop. You're not going to give in. You're not going to cave in. You're not going to quit. And you will release faith believing that God has already provided the grace, and that's how this thing works. Everything God does for us, he does by grace, unearned, unmerited. Everything we do for him, we're supposed to do it by faith. Number five, and finally, when you're convinced of what God wants to do in your life, and you're convinced that he wants to do it because he loves you, not because you're good, but because he's good, at that point, you are in a position to release your faith to access God's grace, right? And watch this. Not only will you be in a position to release your faith in the moment, but you're going to have to have the faith for the long haul because God will give you a glimpse of something that's going to happen, but it may not happen. I know we don't like to hear this. We think it's going to happen in five days. It may not happen for five months. It may not happen for five years. And so you have to believe God for the long haul. But when you're convinced that God loves you, then you're going to keep believing. You won't allow what you see to change what you say. You won't allow what you see to change what God revealed. 
and you're going to continue to believe God no matter how long it takes until you see in your hands what God revealed in your heart. This, my friends, is the life of faith. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this now. Say, Father, I am your child. I am your heir. I am a joint heir with Jesus himself. <laughs> My name is listed on the will right next to Jesus's name. So you love me with the same love that you love Jesus with. Empowered by this love, I live by faith. My faith is rooted and grounded in the fact that you love me. Whenever I am facing, whatever I am facing, I know that you want to help me through it to give me the victory because you love me. Therefore, I exercise faith for what you've already provided. Victory is my starting point, not just my destination. I live by faith and my faith is fueled by the fact that you love me. My faith works because I know you love me with an everlasting love. I am the just. I live by faith. And my faith accesses your grace. This way I will become the man or woman you call me to be from the foundations of the world. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. There's a subscribe button. Subscribe, get the messages. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox for free. So sign up, get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. Head into this day knowing that God loves you, that he loves you. He made plans for you. You just have to believe those plans and then put his will above your own. Even if it means giving up something you really wanted, God will never be in debt to you. So whatever you give up is a seed and he will make sure you reap a harvest, but you will never do that until you're convinced that he loves you. So listen, God loves you. Believe it, receive it, and walk in it. And do me a favor, before you leave the screen, please share this message on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. More importantly, God loves you. God bless you.